Amen. You may be seated. You're still looking for chairs in the back. We have a few on the front row here and a few chairs in between. So just come on up. Good morning. Welcome to our candlelight service. I want to thank you for being here with us this morning. I also want to wish all of you a Merry Christmas. I'm excited about this service this morning. This is one of my favorite events here at the church. We've already had a great time of, of food and fellowship, and I'm super excited about this candlelight service this year. Before we get started, I want to let our parents know while we have our kids in here with us, we are providing uh, nursery care, if you didn't know, and uh, for, our, for our infants and toddlers, if you want to utilize that, you can. You don't have to. We also have the uh, preschool room open as well. If you need to use it, feel free to, okay? Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We worship you for this for this wonderful work that you have done. We thank you for this time of year that reminds us of our sinfulness and our need for salvation and the great provision that you provided for us in sending your son to do what Adam failed to do and what we could never do, live the perfect life and then lay that perfect life down as payment for our sin and then rise again so that we, through Him, through trusting in His life, death, and resurrection, might have life eternal and be forgiven and restored to you. And we, we thank you for that. I pray that this gospel message be what is on our minds at Christmas this year and that it leads us to be truly worshipful, that we spend time this morning and throughout this Christmas season praising you for your wonderful work and being a light shining in this dark and dead world that needs to be forgiven and restored. And so, uh, Father, I, I, uh, I thank you for that. We, we thank you for this time of corporate worship. We pray that you just be honored and, and glorified in this service and that we truly be edified. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we continue with our song service this year, in addition to singing these wonderful Christmas hymns of praise to our God for sending His Son to rescue and redeem us, I'm also going to be reading the Christmas story to you from God's Word I'm going to be reading passages from Matthew and Luke and also be reading some commentary from these stories from a number of, of notable evangelicals throughout history. And uh, after each reading, I'm going to do something unique this morning in that I'm going to be leading you also in a number of old Puritan prayers on the person and work of Jesus Christ. To avoid us being up and down during the service, I'm going to ask you just to remain seated for the rest of the service until the end. But I do want to invite all of you all to sing with us. We're going to continue by singing together, Angels We Have Heard On High.
I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 through 7. God told Adam and Eve that if they ate the forbidden fruit, they would surely die. After they disobeyed, while it seemed as if nothing had happened on the outside physically because they were still living, they died on the inside spiritually. Instead of loving and enjoying God, Adam and Eve became afraid of Him and hid. Their friendship with God was broken because of their disobedience, and they did eventually go on to die physically. While this act of rebellion left man in a broken and condemned state, God had a wonderful rescue plan prepared from the beginning. His plan was to send His only Son, Jesus, to earth as a baby. He would grow up like Adam, but instead of disobeying God, Jesus would obey Him every day, all the time. Because of His perfect life, Jesus could take our punishment so that we could be forgiven and have peace with God. God showed Adam and Eve mercy and grace from the very beginning. They disobeyed His only rule, but instead of killing them, God killed animals to clothe them and gave them the hope of Christ. He would remind His people of that promise many times over. His prophet Isaiah would tell of a king who would sit on David's throne forever. He would speak of a day when a king would rule in righteousness without sin. God, of course, kept His promise. He spoke to Adam and Eve and through His prophet Isaiah, and He sent His Son. While there were many kings after David, there was only one who was without sin and who lives and reigns supreme forever. And that is King Jesus. Eternal God, Thine is surpassing greatness and unspeakable goodness. We can as soon count the sands of ocean's lip as number Thy favors toward us. We know but a par, but that part exceeds all praise. We thank Thee for personal mercies. Father, our sin is great. The days add to our guilt. We deny them not, frame no excuse, but confess, Father, we have sinned. Yet still we live and fly, repenting to thy outstretched arms. Thou wilt not cast us off, for Jesus brings us near. Thou wilt not condemn us, for Christ died in our stead. 
Thou wilt not mark our mountains of sin, for he leveled all, and his beauty covers all our deformities. O oh God, we as your children bid farewell to sin by clinging to his cross, hiding in his wounds, and sheltering in his side. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. said to him do not be afraid Zachariah for your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth 
for he will be great before the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Luke 1, 13 through 15 and 26 through 33. When we go from the Old Testament to the New, we just have to turn a page or two in our Bibles. But there were almost 400 years between the time of the prophets and the birth of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' day, Israel was once again ruled by foreigners. It was the Romans this time instead of the Persians. And the people of Israel were waiting for the Messiah. Would he ever come? The answer was on the way. The first step of God's plan involved Zechariah. Zechariah served God as a priest in the temple. He and his wife Elizabeth had no children and they were getting old. And one day Zechariah was chosen to burn incense in the most holy place of the temple. While he was there, the angel Gabriel appeared to him. Zechariah was afraid, but Gabriel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayers, and he is going to give you a son. You are to name him John. The Holy Spirit will be with him before he is even born. When he grows up, he will bring many people back to the Lord, and he will prepare the way for God to come to his people. Six months later, something even more amazing happened. This time, the angel Gabriel came to a young woman named Mary, who was Elizabeth's cousin. When Mary saw the angel, she was afraid as well. But Gabriel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. God is very pleased with you. You're going to have a baby boy. You're to call him Jesus. He'll be the most special baby that has ever been born because God himself is going to be his father. God will make him king in the family line of David. And he will reign over a kingdom that will never end. Mary, like Zechariah, had questions. How will this happen since I am a virgin? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you a son. And you are to name him Jesus. He is the Son of God. Mary believed the angel and agreed to be a part of God's plan. And everything happened just as Gabriel had said. 
J.I. Packer in his classic book, Knowing God, says this. How are we to think on the incarnation? It was a great act of condescension and self-humbling. He who had always been God by nature, writes Paul, did not cling to his privileges as God's equal, but stripped himself of every advantage by consenting to be a slave by nature in being born a man. Plainly seen as a human being, he humbled himself by living a life of utter obedience to the point of death. And the death he died was the death of a common criminal. And all this was for our salvation. This Christmas message is that there is hope for a ruined humanity. Hope of pardon. Hope of peace with God. Hope of glory. Because at the Father's will, Jesus Christ became poor and was born in a stable so that 30 years later, he might hang on a cross. It is the most wonderful message that the world has ever heard or will ever hear. Father, what shall we render to thee for the gift of gifts? Thine own dear Son, begotten, not created, our Redeemer, our substitute. His self-emptying is incomprehensible. His love beyond the heart's grasp. In Him Thou hast given to us so much that heaven can give no more. Amen.
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Luke 2, 7. When Joseph found out that Mary was having a baby, he was confused and upset. He knew he wasn't the father, so he planned to end their engagement. But before that could happen, an angel came to him in a dream. The angel told him, the baby growing inside, Mary, is from the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to marry her. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph listened to the angel and obeyed the Lord. After they were married, Caesar, the Roman ruler, commanded every man to register his name in his hometown so all the people could be counted. Since Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to travel to Bethlehem. When Mary and Joseph arrived, there was no room in the inn, even though it was time for her baby to be born. So Mary gave birth to Jesus where animals were kept. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger where animals ate their food. It didn't seem like a special beginning, but it was. In a lowly place in the quiet of the night, God gave the world his most wonderful gift. The baby that would change the world was born. His name, Emmanuel, which means God has come down to live with us because, of course, he had. Martin Luther in a sermon he preached on the nativity says, Mary wrapped Jesus in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger. That was the first throne of this king. There in a stable, without man or maid, lay the creator of all the world. He was a true baby with flesh and blood, hands and legs. He slept, cried, and did everything else that a baby does only without sin. This baby was God's son and the savior of the world. Let us then think upon the nativity just as we see it happening. Christ took on our humanity to save for sin. Look upon the Lord in faith and your spirit will be at peace. God invites you to look upon his Christ and take refuge in him. Trust him. Trust him. Here is the child in whom is salvation. To me, there is no greater consolation given to mankind than this, that Christ became a man, a child, only to grow up and overcome the power of sin, death, and hell. He came to save. Father, we praise Thee for Thy Son. Herein is wonder of wonders. He came below to raise us above. Was born like us so that we might become like Him. Herein is love. While we could not rise to Him, He drew near to us on wings of grace to raise us to Himself. Herein is power. When deity and humanity were infinitely apart, He united them, the uncreated and the created. 
Herein is wisdom. When we were undone with no will to return to Him and no intellect to devise recovery, He came, God incarnate, to save us to the uttermost. As man to die our death, to shed satisfying blood on our behalf, to work out a perfect righteousness for us. Amen and amen. From heaven above to earth I come to bear good news to every of great joy I bring whereof I now will say and sing Hallelujah Holy Child O little one of holy birth Hallelujah You made a way You'll be the joy of
And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Luke 2, 8 through 14. The night Christ was born outside the city, some shepherds were watching their sheep. Suddenly an angel appeared to them. The shepherds were terrified, but the angel said, Fear not. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Today the Savior has been born in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. This is how you will know him. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Then angel after angel filled the sky, praising God. The shepherds could hardly breathe after seeing all the heavenly glory. As quickly as the angels appeared, they left. The shepherds then raced to Bethlehem and told Mary what the angel had said. And Mary tucked their words away in her heart. Her child was going to grow up and be like that bright, shining star God put in the sky, shining in the darkness, lighting up everything in sight. He was the light sent by God to light up the whole world and push back the darkness. In one of Charles Spurgeon's sermons on Luke 2, he says, Emmanuel, this is worthy of the burst of midnight song when angels startled the shepherds with their carols singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to men. This was worthy of the foresight of seers and prophets, worthy of a new star in the heavens, worthy of the care which inspiration is manifested to preserve the record. This too was worthy of the martyr's death of the apostles and confessors who counted not their lives dear unto them for the sake of the incarnate God. And this, my brothers and sisters, is worthy at this day of your most earnest endeavors to spread the glad tidings. It is worthy of a holy life to illustrate its blessed influences and worthy of a joyful death to prove its consoling power. He who was born at Bethlehem is God and God with us. God, there lies majesty. God with us, there lies mercy. God, there is glory. God with us, there is grace. God alone might strike us with terror, but God with us inspires us with hope and confidence. 
Take my text as a whole and carry it in your bosoms as a bundle of sweet spices to perfume your hearts with peace and joy. May the Holy Spirit open the truth of God to you. I would joyfully say to you the words of one of our poets. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased with us in flesh to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Heavenly Father, blessed Son, eternal Spirit, we adore Thee as one being, one essence, one God in three distinct persons for bringing sinners to Thy knowledge and to Thy kingdom. O Father, Thou hast loved us and sent Jesus to us to redeem us. O Jesus, Thou hast loved us and assumed our nature, shed Thine own blood to wash away our sins, wrought righteousness to cover our unworthiness. O Holy Spirit, Thou hast loved us and entered our heart, implanted there eternal life, revealed to us the glories of Jesus, three persons and one God. I bless and praise Thee for love so unmerited, so unspeakable, so wondrous to save the lost and raise them to glory. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. In the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men 
from the east came. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and verses 10 through 12. Far away in the east, several clever men saw the same star, the special star God put in the sky when Jesus was born. They decided they would follow that star, so they set off. Night and day they traveled, and hours turned into days, days into weeks, weeks into months, and so on. Eventually they reached Jerusalem. When they arrived, they asked if anyone knew where the king of the Jews had been born. King Herod was the ruler over Jerusalem at this time, and he was not happy to hear this kind of talk. He asked the scribes and the chief priests what the wise men might be talking about. They told him about an old prophecy that said a ruler would come from Bethlehem. So Herod sent the wise men off to seek the child. And he said, please be sure and come back and tell me where you find him so that I can worship him as well. But that was a lie. Herod really planned to kill him. He did not want to share his throne with anyone. After the wise men left, they saw the star they had been following and it led them to this child. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. On that day, these wise men came face to face with God's promised Messiah, his forever king, the king God had promised. An angel warned these wise men not to return to Herod, so they went home another way. But when Herod realized he had been tricked, he ordered all the babies in Bethlehem to be killed. It was a terrible and evil plan. But God protected Jesus. An angel warned Joseph about Herod, and Joseph and Mary fled to Egypt where they were safe. Sinclair Ferguson, in his book, Child in the Manger says this, A small company of pagans coming from the east put the Jewish religious leaders to shame. They responded in the proper way. They fell at the feet of Jesus. Their response is the proper response to the Christmas message. Seeking, finding, trusting, and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you responded in this way? Have you forsaken your sin? Have you fallen at the feet of Jesus? If you have not, I pray you would today. I pray you would pray this prayer with me. Pray that you would pray, Lord Jesus, I am blind. Be thou my light. I am ignorant, be thou my wisdom. I am self-willed, be thou my mind. Open my ear 
to grasp quickly thy spirit's voice and delightfully run after his beckoning hand. Melt my conscience that no hardness remain. Thy cross was upraised to be my refuge. Thy blood streamed forth to wash me clean. Thy death occurred to give me surety. I am a stranger, an outcast, a slave, a rebel. Bring me near by thy cross. Soften my heart. Make me thy father's child. Admit me to thy family. Make me a joint heir with thyself. In your name we pray. Amen.
this time, I'm going to invite those lighting the candles to the front to get ready. As they make their way to the front, I want to pray for us. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you for this time once again. And we as your people can think on and learn more about and praise you for the great work you have done for us by sending your son. Father, forgive us for how we've lost sight of the fact that this time of year is not just a time when we remember that Christ has come, but that he came to die in order to save us. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are, the great work that you have accomplished for us. We thank you for the hope that we have in you, the hope of pardon, the hope of peace with God, the hope of glory. We praise you for the fact that you, for our sakes, became poor. We're born in humility and in obscurity and in poverty for us. You lived for us the life we could never live to fulfill all righteousness in our place. You also died for us and were raised for us so that we, through you, through your life, death, and resurrection, could be forgiven of sin and made right with God and have life in your name through your person and work. We thank you for that marvelous work. We pray all of these things in your precious name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Oh. 
you once again of the significance of the Christmas season. When you think about Christmas, Christ being the light of the world should come to mind. He came to bring light and life to a dark and dead world and light and life to our dark and dead lives. And he has also called for us to shine his light before men. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And he tells us, church, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Let me encourage you, believers, as you leave here today, go out and let your light shine for Christ this Christmas so that others may see Him in you and give glory to your Father in heaven. Amen? You can blow out your candles. I want to thank you for uh, being here. Just a couple of quick announcements before we end in song. I've been told to let you know that all the, the poinsettias on the stage can go home with you if you would like to take one home. Uh, they're, they're just $5, okay? So for $5, you can take one of these home. And uh, that, that just saves a mad dash for the stage, right? And... Uh, <laughs> So $5 will, will cause you to hesitate a little bit and think about it. <laughs> just drop it in one of the offering boxes. But no, that'll just help with the expense, and you can take one of these home. And uh, so be sure and do that. We also have more food, I've been told, in the back. So feel free to make your way to the very back and uh, help us clear out the rest of the food we have. But before we dismiss, before you go, the praise team is going to lead us in a couple more songs. So let's... Let's close out this service by lifting up our, our voices and praise to God for His wonderful work. We're going to sing Joy to the World.
more song, but you don't have to be here for that. You can if you want. And hug somebody before you leave. Thank you for being here today. Rock, Jingle Bell Chime, and Jingle Bell Time, dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square, in the frosty air. That's the jingle bell, that's the jingle bell rock.